Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about climate refugees, a concept that remains unclear despite the rising number of people forcibly displaced because of climate disasters. Stay with us. Last summer, as deadly floods left entire Belgian and German towns drenched in mud and beyond recognition, many Europeans woke up to a painful truth. Climate change does not only affect countries in Africa or Asia, it is now hitting home. Since 2008, over 318 million people around the world have been forcibly displaced by floods, windstorms, earthquakes or droughts, 31 million in 2020 alone. Many find refuge within their own country, but some are forced to go abroad. Wondering how big this is? It's the equivalent to one person being displaced every second, or the entire Australian population being displaced every year. So it's big, and it will only get bigger. Rachel Simon works for Climate Action Network Europe. Reasons for forced displacement can be complex. But increasing climate impacts, in combination with other factors, are forcing more and more people to leave their homes. It is claimed that about 300 million people will be vulnerable to annual flooding by 2050. Even if global warming is kept under 2 degrees Celsius, scientists predict ocean levels to rise by up to 60 centimetres. For cities like Mumbai, Jakarta, Shanghai, New York or Venice, this could be a true Atlantis. Entire countries such as the Netherlands could even disappear and their populations be forced to move. So what is the international community doing about this? Here's Joanna Opop from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Well, so far, the national and international response to this challenge has been limited and protection for the people affected remains largely inadequate. One of the problems is the lack of a clear legal definition to describe people who are forced to move for environmental reasons. This leaves them in a legal limbo, as the 1951 Refugee Convention covers only people who have a well-founded fear of being persecuted because of their race, religion, nationality, membership of a particular social group or political opinion, and who are unable or unwilling to seek protection from their home countries. The connection between climate change-related disasters and displacements has been acknowledged by the EU, the UN and the International Organization for Migration, among others. But it hasn't been accompanied by any move to grant climate-displaced persons any special status. One of the reasons is because understanding of climate change is a true driver and trigger of displacement remains extremely difficult. Vicente Anzalini from the Internal Displacement Monitoring Centre says more data is needed to establish this connection unequivocally. It is certainly plausible that climate change is driving increased displacement, but it has not been convincingly quantified yet. In addition, what if people move across borders as a result of a volcanic eruption, a tsunami or an earthquake? These geophysical hazards are not related to climate variability and change, and if there was an eventual status of climate refugees, those displaced across borders by these geophysical hazards would find themselves in limbo. Because of these uncertainties, host countries prefer to address the root of the problem by reducing pollution levels and fighting climate change. And while this is essential and will surely help alleviate the problem in the long term, Climate refugees all over the world need recognition and protection now. 
So what are the main instruments relevant to climate refugees at present? At international level, human rights conventions such as the UN Conference on the Human Environment or the Convention on the Rights of the Child recognize the intrinsic link between the environment and a wide range of human rights, such as the right to life, health, food or water. Unfortunately, the rights guaranteed by these conventions are difficult to implement as climate disasters, intensified by climate change, and since 2020, coupled with the COVID-19 pandemic, make it more difficult to access these essential goods. The UN Guiding Principles on Internal Displacement also provide a framework for protecting victims of natural disasters who do not cross their own country borders. Although these principles have not been extended to cross-border displacement, they did inspire the Kampala Convention for the Protection and Assistance of Internally Displaced Persons in Africa. In 2012, the Nansen Initiative, launched by the governments of Norway and Switzerland with generous funding from the EU, aimed at building consensus on the development of a protection agenda addressing the needs of people displaced across international borders in the context of disasters and the effects of climate change. Since the Paris Agreement, the successive COP meetings, the last of which ended in Glasgow last week, have also begun to address this issue with the objective of building a framework to prevent climate-induced migration. The climate factor has been acknowledged several times by both the European Commission and Parliament as a trigger to migration, instability and conflict, with the numbers of displaced people expected to increase to between 25 million and 1 billion by 2050 if the issue is not properly addressed. This will place additional pressure on the EU's asylum agency and migration policies, already strained by the migratory crisis that has been ongoing in Europe since 2015. Indeed. But despite the pleas from developing countries for the EU to grant climate migrants refugee status, EU member states are not keen on creating yet a new category of refugees. And according to Vicente, neither would this ensure better protection for the victims of climate change. Internally displaced people remain the invisible majority. Putting the spotlight on climate refugees will not necessarily solve the issue of protecting and supporting the most vulnerable. In fact, this definition and potential status can be in many ways counterproductive, as it would put more emphasis on the minority of those who are forced to flee by disasters and the effects of climate change. Whereas the new Pact on Migration and Asylum published in September 2020 aims to protect refugee status and to provide for legal pathways and improved integration, it does not recognise climate change as a reason for migration. Nor are climate disasters listed as a legitimate reason to seek asylum. In any case, the EU looks set to become increasingly concerned by forced displacement due to climate, not only as a host region, but within its own borders. In 2020, almost 38,000 people were forcibly displaced within the EU because of climate disasters, mainly wildfires, extreme temperatures and droughts linked to climate change. The question is, how many thousands more will it take before the world reacts? And climate refugees are given the status and protection they need in Europe and all over the world. For more information, check out Joanna Apap's briefing on the EPRS website. 
This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.